now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Week one is here, and Connor drafted Will Fuller. <laughs> Fifth round. Fifth round. Connor came on the air said, Chad, I swear if you talk about anything but college football, kick your ass. And we're starting outside of college football. Folks, we had our annual Victor Boys fantasy football draft in powers with the blunder of possibly the decade. Selecting Will Not Fuller. the decade. Neil Rackers was a second round pick one year in this league. People do forget. Neil Rackers. <laughs> And Dante oh, was a first-round pick back in the day. Who Listen. took him? Do you remember? Yeah, Prong. He loves kickers. <laughs> took a kicker at number 108 this draft. Listen, I was trying to queue up a guy. I didn't have my sound on. Didn't know I was drafting. I was about to hit queue on Mike Davis. The whole queue slid up. Next thing you know, it says Will Fuller's on my team. Probably the worst draft pick I've ever had in the history of any fantasy league I've ever done, but nothing we can do about it. We're going to ride it out. He suspended a couple games. going to come back great. The one qualm the I have. The best part was your reaction. I mean, you were in disbelief, and I was – I know John and I were having a difficult time breathing. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe what happened. Like, I was I was genuinely stunned. Um. I, the one thing I will say, I've been the league manager of this league forever. People are, are starting to pay me already. I hate the Venmos because people just expect me to just have all this cash on deck by the end of the season. Like these Venmos come in, they get mixed in with all the other Venmos. It's a disaster trying to keep track of all of it. That's why I hate just write it down. It's That's basically you're down. basically it's, it's about not touching the fifty dollars you guys are sending me before I owe someone the fifth the, the prize at the end. You are you are you are basically just loaning you're getting loaned money that you will have to pay back. Literally what's happening fundamentally. Yes. At uh yeah. thankfully he's lost the money. There's no interest rate, which is nice, but yeah. uh yeah. I am getting loaned money here. You're getting loaned money in that role, and it's it's really a trust thing for the rest of the league at that point. I mean, we've never had an issue. I pay out no. every time. It's just when it gets to the end of the season, that, I have to think ahead, and I'm like, this, you know what? This is the life of, of any league commissioner that, that has a pot. Um, so anyone out there can relate to this, really, if you are a commissioner of your league. And that's on fantasy football. Uh, college football, week zero real quick. We went 13-0 and as a unit. Uh, live picks on the show. I went 6-0. and I believe Connor went 4-0. and I believe Chad went 3-0. and Yep. And we left some out there. I mean, we all said, I said on the show last week I would bet on Illinois Moneyline, and I, I didn't do it. Yeah. And I'm kicking myself for it, but we can't get greedy. We were thirteen and zero. You know, we can't. I can't really complain about the day overall. Yep, yep. I took every play as I said I would, as I always would. I took every play I said on the on the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, now I just worry that it can literally only get worse. Literally, one loss will make it worse because the win percentage is, is spotless right now. So the, but, the most know. worrisome thing, aside from that under in the Nebraska Illinois game, which 
was great, even though the PAT I don't think affected either of ours. It did not, no. But other than that, you know, not even an ounce of worry for my other bets. Like No. None. They were blowouts. They were easy. They were too easy. Again, I get it's like now it's only going to lead to pain because now you have an expectation in your head. You got to keep it going, but you know you won't. Like, I usually start the year pretty well, I feel like, and then the wheels fall off by, like, week four. And then it's just, like, we, we got we to gotta screw them back on at some point, um, but it's just a bumpy ride from then I mean, on, usually. We'll, we'll talk about this at some point, but there gets to a point in the season where you think you have all the teams figured out, and it turns out everything you don't have flips. any of the teams figured yeah, out. Yeah, everything's totally different. Totally different. And the odds makers get better as the year goes, for sure. That's so um, You got to take yeah. advantage early on. I think that's the uh, yeah. big takeaway. Yeah, but it, it leads to pain because your expectations change and you don't even know it. So, going to week one. Week one, Chad. Do you have a monologue or something? It, I think that the way I can wrap this up quickly is just saying it is a – Super overwhelming couple of days. I think that's the best way to put it. Sure. Thursday, Friday, Saturday is like, it's all too many games. It's all the games. It's a lot of games. I'm I'm getting stressed out like I'm breaking out because I'm getting stressed about all these games that I'm going to have to deal with. Um, I want to say okay? real quick, on Saturday, since I will be in Austin, Texas, first time experiencing game day in a different time zone for me wow wow so, so you'll be an hour behind i think so my the penn state game starts at 11 a.m for me wow it's exciting i had a similar experience i went to a&m when i worked uh for south carolina football so that was yeah it's it's a little bit different. It's it's a you know it's not it's not a bad adjustment to make. A little bit earlier, you wake up and you're already that much closer to kickoff. So I might even be two hours behind. I'm really bad with my time. I zone, think it's so two. I think yeah. it's the same time zone as Denver, so two hours behind. Yeah, so it's dangerous. The fact that I'm gonna be literally waking up, probably super hungover at about 9:30 a.m. and before I know it, Penn State's gonna be on, which means I have to get my bets in on Friday because. If I wake yeah. up and I don't have the bets in Saturday, it's going to be a disaster. That's an excellent point. That is an excellent point. I have. A, I believe, uh, I you're going to start us off with some Thursday, some Thursday games. Yep, yep, we are. I, I don't believe uh, that the folks will hear this before the Wednesday night game. We do have UAB Jacksonville State. That could have already happened at this point by the time this is out. <laughs> um, so That's we're going to look at Thursday, team, right? We're going to say again. Is that Deion Sanders' team? No, it's not. Right? He he coaches Jackson uh, State. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that's right. UAB, uh, they were out of college. For, they, like, canceled the program and brought it back a couple years later. Anyway, Thursday, a little Thursday night six-pack. If, you, if, if you're if you out there, you have Friday off like I do. This is a, this is a true Thursday night six-pack to sell you right into the long Labor Day weekend. It's an interesting, it's an intriguing little taste. I view it as similar to, to an appetizer chat as we did week zero. Yeah. To a big, big weekend, uh, big Saturday sleep. But here we go. To kick us off. All right. This is going to be rapid fire, and we're only going to do sides. So no, I'm going to have you guys tell me. And now this is going to be – I'm going to throw a disclaimer out here. Folks, we're going to give you our, our 
picks of the the week as we have in previous years. This is not them. This is a rapid fire Thursday night six pack. It's totally separate. Chad, you look confused. Pick Why? picks of the week will come from the Saturday slate only. Exactly. Yeah. And what we may go through Saturday games where we give a side, but it may not necessarily be our our pick of the week. We will say when it is. I will. That is correct. Yes. Now, I will more than likely bet, as I say, um, as I do. So I'm going to throw it in after, but I'm going to let you guys go for it first. So here we are. We're going to kick it off. This is a big this is a big matchup. Uh, A big 10 team. Big game home. (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, they are requiring COVID vaccines to be on the team. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights are minus 14 and a half at home against Temple. You know what I saw? Real fun fact. This is the first game since Greg Schiano's been back where fans have been allowed, and they sold out. Rutgers sold out a football game, a yeah. Thursday night football game. I'm. I, are you guys ready here? Yeah, yeah they're 14 and a half point favorites over Temple at home. Who are you guys taking? Rockers. I'll be on Rockers. I'm on Rockers too. It's a Rockers Scarlet sweep from the seventh rounders here. I actually like that line quite a bit. Um, you said it's 14 or 14 and a half. It's 14 and a half. I would buy that down to 14. Um, yeah. And I will say, I think though that they, I think they boat race them a little bit. Uh, kind of similar to the other the week zero games that we just blew out. Our first boat race of the year. (laughs) No, I I had a couple of those last year, but that is a boat race. Or last week, not last year. Moving on to game two. Boise State on the road at Central Florida. Central Florida is minus five. This game is at 7 p.m. Thursday night. I like UCF minus five. I think Boise's coming across the country. It's going to be hot in Central Florida. Really hot in yep. Orlando. I think Boise will struggle to adapt. Give me UCF minus five, and I like them big. I know you said sides only. I won't be playing a side in this game. I lean UCF, but I'm taking the over 68. I love, love, love UCF minus five for every reason you said, Chad. It's going to be hot. It's going to be humid. It's not going to be that dry blue field environment Boise State's used to. UCF is going to win because Boise is going to be sluggish as hell. Moving on to game three. Coastal Carolina, the darlings of last year, at home in Conway, South Carolina, facing off against the Citadel. Military school triple option. Coastal's minus 35. (laughs) I... This is going to sound like an absurd play, and I hope to God I can get it on my book. I, I like Citadel first half, whatever that line is. Wow. I think Coastal's going to take a little bit of time to adjust to the triple option. A lot of expectations this year. I think they come out a little bit slow. Wow. I, I like the Citadel plus 35. I think it's a lot. And I agree with Connor that they start out slow. Um, they ultimately pull away. But I like to, you know, 35. Wow, Chad, you look like you're gonna. You look like you might max play that game. You're, just, <laughs> you're grinning ear to ear. ESPN I Plus. I hope you have it. Um, I don't hate that play out of you guys. I am going to go Coastal minus 35 though. I think that I think that they're going to be more prepared for the triple option than you guys think. They do play each other quite quite a lot. 
to my yeah. knowledge. I could be I wrong. Mean, Mason McCall's coming back, too. They got a good team. I actually believe they played last year. I want to see what the score was. Um, game summary here. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, I could be wrong. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They did not play the Citadel last year, so. COVID year. Things are wild. Things are wonky. They did play South Alabama and Georgia Southern, who I believe both run triple options. And they only won They won by 17 against South Alabama and Georgia Southern. They beat by 14. So, wow. we'll see. Might be honest something, guys. I'm going to keep my minus 35 Coastal Carolina. I tell you, that's a bet I just put in, and I literally hold my breath. Oh, that's a one-unit play. Absolutely. <laughs> Citadel, no, Citadel could be down 42 nothing within, like, a quarter and a half, potentially. Yeah, so. you have absolutely no idea what's going to happen there. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no against the wall. Game four in my backyard. Appalachian State here in Charlotte, North Carolina, is the home team. As listed, uh, they're facing off against Eastern Carolina. App State is only minus 10. What do you guys think? That's on ESPNU at 7.30. It is in Charlotte Bank of America Stadium. I'll take App State. Minus 10. Hmm. Chad? Folks, this one's a this one is avoid at all costs. I, I, I would lean East Carolina plus 10. I'm kind of surprised that line is as close as it is, so... This is a Vegas knows more than I know. So I'm going to go East Carolina plus 10. I would, and I, I also did say sides only. I tend to like the under 56 and a half here. Um, so I'm going to change the rules, I think. And I think that's going to be my pick. It's a, I, I already took the over 68 in the Boise game. so. And that's what happens, folks. The rules sometimes need to be bend, bent uh as we do this thing that we do so yeah that's what i'm liking that is a really odd spread it looks like they've dropped three and a half app state from 13 and a half to 10 something to raining a lot in charlotte lately so that's why i'm thinking that there could be an under if it rains again thursday um and then this one we're gonna save we're gonna save that for last we're gonna save that for last Chad, I want to save. I want to save the one that you know I'm going to talk about for last. So we're going to go to the SEC. Very exciting. I believe this is the first SEC team to play this year on Thursday. Typically, that that this conference does not do that. Uh, Tennessee is hosting Bowling Green minus 35 and a half for Tennessee. They are they were, have a new coaching staff. Bowling Green is really bad. <laughs> one of the worst programs in the entire country. Really bad. 35 and a half. Is that too many? I This is a game I truthfully don't think I'll actually be betting, but there's no way I'm, I could touch Bowling Green in this. If I were <laughs> to make a bet, it has to be Tennessee. Chad? Tennessee minus 35. Yeah, I'm pounding Tennessee minus 35. This is like... It's like 56 to 3 written all over it. <laughs> like Bowling Green can't move the fucking ball. They can't do anything. Come on. They're going to get. Man, okay. Ohio State, Minnesota. 
the game of the Thursday night. I think you skipped one game here. I have South Florida, North Carolina State. I don't know if you touched on that. I don't like that game. Okay, fair enough. I didn't like that one. I I was more intrigued by Coastal Carolina Citadel. Um, Ohio State's on the road at Minnesota. They're going to be rowing the boat out there. Uh, Ohio State is a minus 14 road favorite here to open the season Thursday night, Fox, 8 p.m. That is when my softball game starts, so I will have to just read text from Chad because I'm sure there will be plenty. We're going to start with Chad. Spun an emotional. First of all, I know this is supposed to be rapid fire. We've just taken this and ridden with it. Are Are you nervous for this game? Um... You and Mac got in my head end of last week. I was emotional. I had bad vibes for a couple days. But, folks, a smart person would say you look at that 14-point line, buy it down to 13 and a half, you know. But you don't even need to worry about it. You take that 14 and run, baby. The Bucks minus 14. They have the best offensive line in the country. They have the best wide receivers in the country. They probably have the best running back room in the country. Me, I don't know if the line's changing much. So give me minus 14 and carry on. Yeah, this is a potential max play for me on a Thursday. Ohio State minus 14. Yeah. Yeah, we've been in alignment a lot lately. I mean, that's not a bad thing after the, the start we had in week zero. I'm going Ohio State. Whatever their first half spread is, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to take full game minus 14 as well. I, I Minnesota is just quite unimpressive to me. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Ohio I State's believe, too good. You're I believe loaded. Tanner Morgan's still quarterback in the Gophers. They're going to need I, – I just don't know. I believe their running back came back, but I know their receivers are in the NFL now. So – I don't know. I, there's, I don't. Maybe, maybe I'm not educated enough there, but I do think Ohio State, just knowing how good that team is, has has their way with with rowing the boat. Yeah, I think I might also do first half full game there. Spread it out a little bit, but uh, you worry though. Ohio State new quarterback, uh, a lot of new players in the secondary on defense, I believe, at least a couple. And then to play devil's advocate, I mean, Minnesota doesn't have film on this quarterback other than high school. Listen, I don't think it really matters. I think just when you look at the two programs, I think Ohio State will be ready coming off a national title loss. Yeah. Coaching advantage, talent advantage. I I don't think the weather will be too bad in Minnesota, so I'm all over Ohio State. I think. I think, you know, you make a good point. Obviously, the secondary was quite bad last year. Um, but it, it comes down to can Minnesota – I think Ohio State's going to score quite a bit and quite often. And I don't think Minnesota will be able to keep up. Um, you've seen the past when Ohio State's had – game against like Wisconsin's of the world that rely on like when Melvin Gordon was there, Monty Ball, Jonathan Taylor, you know, and Ohio State's been able to shut down teams that are dominant in the run game. So let's let's go Bucks. Go Bucks. Yeah. I do have Bucks future to win the national title. Go Bucks this year. Um, wow, that I really hate to see him lose this game, Chad. <laughs> to see that. 
Chad, um, if okay. Ohio State loses this game, we're putting you on a three-week suspension. I'm fine with that. And a pair of Friday night games here before we settle into a really, 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 really strong Saturday. Um, UNC on the road at Virginia Tech, Friday night at 6 on ESPN. UNC's minus 5.5. Let's move down a point. What do you guys think? This is the single line that I'm most confused about this weekend. I... I, I might be betting into a trap, but I can't resist betting North Carolina minus five and a half here. But I have no idea why it's that low. I think Virginia Tech's pretty poor. I don't think they're well coached. They have good home field advantage, but I think this UNC team's legit. UNC minus five and a half. My play. Uh, I, I'm fading you. I'm going by Tech. Plus five and a half. I think they're at home and they have one of the best home field advantages in all of college football. You know, um, and I think that enter Sandman to start um, and the home field's going to matter with with a full stadium cranked in there. Um, And I think Virginia Tech's a little better than people think. Um, So, uh, you know, I think this is a three point game. I couldn't agree more. I love Virginia Tech in this spot. It's going to be rocking. Um, it's going to be rocking there. I would buy this to six, but I, I'm pretty confident in, uh, in Virginia Tech to cover because I think it's going to be very tight. I don't know if they win, but I think it's going to be very tight down to the last field goal, perhaps. Tell you what, if, if UNC loses this game, the ACC is in trouble this year. They need they UNC to be good. They might. This is a horrendous, uh, I, I feel like a horrendous way, a horrendous spot for UNC to start the season, honestly. Just, I, it's, it's, an, it's an uncomfortable game, I think. I would be uncomfortable. 6 p.m. Um, start. Weird start time, too. Pretty early. for a Virginia Tech is going to be so rowdy. I, I can't wait to watch this one. Um, and then the only other game Friday night really to pay attention to is the later one on ESPN at nine? Michigan State on the road at Northwestern. Northwestern is minus three as of now. I, like, I, hate, I hate betting against Northwestern, but uh, I'm taking Michigan State with the points. I think people are just gonna think that this team's dog shit because of last year. They probably are dog shit, but I like them in this spot to cover. I will. The total's forty-five. I will add. Yeah, that's just. Uh, any totals in the 40s, just I do not like touching. I just, I think, you know, Pat Fitzgerald is arguably a, a top, you know, one of the better coaches in the country. You know, he's done it year in and year out with limited talent. Um, and when it comes down to big opening weekend games, what coach is going to get their team prepared? Uh, so I like Coach Fitzgerald here. and I, I like Purdue minus three Purdue <laughs> or Northwestern minus three <laughs> you're drinking the wine <laughs> I don't even know if Purdue plays this weekend oh man Jesus Christ oh, yeah, they, okay. do. they got Oregon State Saturday Chad tough um tough tough I actually really like the under 45. I mean, this has ugly written all over it, like 20 to 7, 20 to 14 maybe. Um, it, it screams defense for me. It really does. So I'm going to go on. 
I don't really like either side, to be completely honest. So that's what I'll be eyeing. A defensive, a Big Ten Friday night defensive battle. It sounds <laughs> sounds like a hell of a way to prime ourselves for Saturday. Um, before I think we dive in, and I, I I believe we'll go, we'll let AJ sail off into a break here. Um, Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> Real quick, what? I mean, th- this is going to be one of the best documentaries, one of the most entertaining documentaries that we see within the next four years. I can't wait for it. Dude, it's a short shelf life. They got to get this doc made like ASAP. It's like a tiger. It's like a Tiger King type of moment. Like you got to capture it in the bottle as you can. So it'll be forgotten about. It won't be a story probably in in, in maybe one week even with how crazy just everything life is. College football coming up here definitely won't be a story after this weekend. I'd have to I imagine. Was, their head coach got fired today. Yeah. But he wasn't Who even fired him? A team. <laughs> yeah, right. Who fired him? School's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Does he have worn out or is that not true? Huh? Does he have an arrest warrant out for him, or is yeah. that not? Yeah, Who for fired fraud. Him? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably for the whole fucking fact that the school's fake. <laughs> it's probably why he's trying to get arrested, dude. It was at the old school that now became Bishop Sycamore. They're apparently just robbing a church. They're and not paying anything. The, the the interview of like one like the first recruit they ever had said they're just robbing uh just robbing grocery stores to eat because they're not giving food they're like staying in hotels not on the paying. floor bounce not checks. paying not paying with bounce checks like holy fuck how do you get away with that for so long though Rick really how does no one say anything <laughs> these kids are playing two games in three nights just walking home just fractured everything dude just broken. The kid that got... They got absolutely murdered by IMG. The, the kid that, that they interviewed, he said he said they don't even practice. They just show up at games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. It's insane. They try to run a, a quarterback punt play and just kind of like... Just block so bad, dude. Oh, jeez. And ESPN just, just, I guess you can just tell them anything. They believe that they had, like, reputable D1. Like, they didn't do any research. The, the, announce, just, the announcers caught on pretty fast. The announcers were like, we have no idea who any of these guys are. Dude, that feels like the beginning of a horror movie. Like, at what point do you just fear for safety? Like, what's going on out there? I didn't see the beginning of the game, but apparently the the Bishop Sycamore quarterback was just blindsided like six plays in a row, just getting absolutely smeared. Sheesh. Whew. All right. AJ, AJ, make it stop. (laughs) And we're back Saturday in college football. Connor is here to get us started at noon. We got we got big noon back. Who's back Fuck, of the week? Yeah. Big noon. So exciting. 12 p.m. Eastern time. Big Ten showdown. Penn State, Wisconsin. Wisconsin minus five and a half. Over under 50. Pretty standard Big Ten over under there. Uh, I'll start. I uh, I think Penn State's overrated. I think they're kind of garbage. I think they'll be a very popular public underdog on Saturday. I will be all over Wisconsin minus five and a half. 
Yeah, I, I I tend tend to agree with that. I lean um I lean Wisconsin minus five and a half, and I like the under. Um, but neither of which are going to be my locks. But I do I I. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chad's having a tough evening here. Um, you know, he's he's just out there. He's grinding. He's he's doing his best. He can't control some things, such as his, his Wi-Fi connection. Is what I'm. Uh, yeah. I mean, this isn't a. This is a great way to start the year because it's probably not going to be too much firepower. Um. I know, Chad, you like the under, and I've been kind of liking a, a lot of these big year. It just feels so defensive. Um, but I, Wisconsin, the way the line has moved, I think that they're probably going to be a better team. Uh, and that's going to be a stadium. Are they all full capacity in the Big Ten? Do you guys know? Yes. Yeah, I think most of them are requiring vax- okay. vaccination, but I do think that they're planning to go full capacity. Because it is such a home field advantage in Madison. So um, I, I, w- I would have to side on, on Wisconsin here to, to probably take care of business. Um, James Franklin, is he, is he going to be in the hot seat at some point this year, you guys think? I feel like he should be. I don't know if he will be. I mean, I, I say this about, like, Harbaugh every year, and they sign him to an extension, so who knows? Scott Frost okay. is definitely on the hot seat, though. Oh, Scott Frost would be my bet for first coach fire. They stink. They're bad. Okay. All right, and we're moving to our next ranked matchup of the afternoon, a game that John made a play on maybe a month ago at this point. It was a while ago. Yep. We have Alabama playing Miami, Florida. Miami list is the home team, but I believe this is a neutral site. Bama minus 18 and a half over under set at 61. Uh, you know, big question with Bama, new quarterback, lots of new skill players. Still Bama, all five-star players, really not too worried about the talent drop off. But that being said, one of my, my first lock of the week coming here, I will be fading John. I will be on Miami plus 18 and a half. First lock of the week for, for Powers. Games in Atlanta. I did lock in Alabama minus 17 uh, about three, probably four weeks ago now. Uh, blowout here. Bama's too damn good. Miami, I don't have much confidence in. Uh, I like Bama by like 28 in this one. Comfortable, comfortable win. They're a machine. Chad. Yeah, I um, I I kind of side with Connor. I kind of lean Miami plus 18 and a half. I think it's more of a two touchdown game. I really like the under. I think Bama has one of the best defenses we'll ever see in college football. And I think it may take that Alabama offense a half to really get going. So I, I like the under 61 and a half. And um, that is my first week under 61 and a half. All of us have a lock on this game of the week. <laughs> That's our first of four. They are all different, too. None of those locks were the same pick. Um, okay. Moving, Moving on. on to the uh, next ranked matchup at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Indiana going to Iowa. Iowa minus three and a half. Over under. Big 10 over under here. 45. 
I love Iowa in this one. Minus three and a half. My second lock of the week. Wow. And he pulls another lock of the week out of the hat. Chad. I, I again agree with Connor. I like Iowa. I think they're just underrated in the Big Ten. Um, I like them to come out of the Big Ten West this year. Not one of my locks of the week, but I, I do favor um, that uh, Iowa minus three and then buying that under, folks. <laughs> the unders, again, remain intriguing for me. Uh, but I don't necessarily think I like it a ton here. I'm going to go Indiana plus three and a half. My locks of the week. I think that Indy. I think I really like. Coach's name is is Tom Allen, right? Yeah. Was that incorrect? Michael, and Michael Michael Penix is back at quarterback. Yeah, and I love Penix. They they are a very very solid group, and I think that they are very much for real. I think they're going to be a, a ten win team potentially here. Um, so Chad, I, I'm on Indiana plus three and a half. Chad, you might know better than me. Is Ty Fryfogel back for Indiana? Yes. Yeah. Star receiver. He's a good player. He torched Ohio State last year. You don't need to remind me. Uh, next ranked matchup on the Saturday slate, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. A game I potentially will be at in person in Austin, Texas. The Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajun going to Austin to take on new head coach Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns. Texas minus eight over under set at 58. My second lock of the week, Texas minus eight. I I hate Texas, but at the same time, I don't think Coach Sark is going to let them come come out sloppy like they have in years past. So I like Texas big here um, just to shatter everyone's dreams in like week two and three. But I like Texas big. Yeah, wow. I mean, my third lock of the week here, I'm also on Texas minus eight. Wow. You guys are firing your locks of the week away. Um, I think that this is going to be a pretty entertaining game. Honestly, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than we think, and I kind of almost lean the under 58. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't You're know why. You're going to be in for a long day just betting all these unders, man. And trust me, this is not a lock of the day by any means. I just have a... a I, if I were to take something here, it'd be that. And I'm again, I'm not advising to take it. It just feels like you almost expect a shootout, and it's just not going to be that. Um, I think Texas wins this game, but I don't. I don't think it's more than 12 to 14 points. I w- I don't. I don't necessarily love a play here at this point in time. That's going to be decided probably a little bit closer to kickoff. After um, so a few. After after a couple of uh, bud lattes. We're going to have to reevaluate that one. But at this time, I, it's not a lock of the week for me. It's a really uncertain matchup uh, at this point. And the granddaddy of them all on Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, matchup of top five, perennial top five teams. We have Georgia taking on Clemson in Charlotte, North Carolina. Clemson, three-point favorite. I'll start uh when I first saw the line, I was uh, huge on Georgia, plus three, plus three and a half. Chad kind of mentioned it last episode. A lot of injuries to Georgia's skill players. I, I am starting to lean back Clemson, but 
I think the value is too good here on a on a great SEC team. I I think I'm going to be on Georgia plus three Georgia money line. Not a lock, but uh, those will be my plays in that game, and uh, I'll we'll see what happens. Over unders at fifty one and a half for those interested. I am pounding Georgia plus three. This is my second lock of the week. It's a no doubter for me. It's really a no doubter for me. Uh, JT Daniels at all. Yeah, I think JT it. Daniels might slice it up a little bit. Georgia's going to run the rock as they always do, and their defense is fucking incredible. Uh, Georgia plus three, pound it. Go dogs. I don't have a lock of the week here. I'm, you know. Wow, you're, you're afraid I, I, of the biggest game. Forth. I tend to. You're afraid of the biggest game of the weekend. I am. I I I tend to side Clemson minus three, but. If you just take both of these teams, I think Georgia has a more talented team, top to bottom, however you want to look at the roster. However, injuries and coaching, you got to lean Clemson. Clemson doesn't have the injuries of Georgia right now. Dabo Sweeney's a 17 fucking times better coach than Kirby Stark. <laughs> so I, I lean Clemson, but not a lock for me. I think the interesting... An underrated, interesting part of this game. This will be Justin Ross, star receiver for Clemson. First game back in over a year. We'll see how he does out there. If he can dominate, they're going to be in a good spot. We only saw one big game out of DJ last year. I think Georgia's a much different team than uh, Notre Dame. So, a lot of question marks for Clemson for me. I'm, I'm worried, but... I'm with John. I'm going to take Georgia. I, I think if Clemson loses this game, they're in major. They, no, they're there's not. A, there's a tough chance that they that of them making the playoff. I, I, I don't think, think either team losing this game, as long as it's close, is in major trouble because it's week one and it's against another top five team. Like that's not a bad loss in my eyes, and it's it's early enough. I think you can recover. Like if you're going to lose a game, it's got to be now. Like. But it's got to be a quality, quality loss like that. So that's just my thought. I think it's, it's also a non-conference game. I think it's e- much easier for Georgia to recover because if they lose this, they still can potentially play Alabama in the championship. We've seen Clemson lose to Syracuse mid-year, and they still got it in the playoff. They will be totally fine if they lose this game. Totally fine. Promise you. If they run the table and beat UNC, who's, let's say, a 10 <coughs> team, uh, they, they'll – They'll end up going in just because of the name, at least. So, that's my thought. All right. And the last game that we're previewing on Saturday, a sneaky good matchup at 8.30 p.m. We have LSU traveling to UCLA to take on the Bruins. LSU without starting quarterback, Miles Brennan. I have no idea who they're starting. They are three-point favorites over under 65. I wouldn't take too much stock into UCLA last week. Hawaii was one of the worst. They put one of the worst products on the field I've seen in, in some time. Um, traveling out west, though, I don't know. I will say LSU could be playing for all the New Orleans people that were affected from Hurricane Ida. I think this is could be a big motivational factor for them. It's something to yeah. keep in mind. Didn't think of that. Didn't think of that going in. I kind of, I kind of have my eye on. This isn't one of my locks, but I do have an eye on UCLA money line. I just think 
Gonzalez is very overrated. I think Coach O. Um, and I don't see the talent at quarterback. Um, and I have questions on the defensive side of the ball, so I lean UCLA. I rolled his eyes. Yeah, because your your Wi-Fi is killing us. It's it's so poor. It's poor. That's that's your, all I gotta your say. Your Wi-Fi during that last explanation was the equivalent of what Hawaii put out on the football field last. Yeah, week. I mean it's just literally Hawaii football Wi-Fi right now. I, um, I I expected UCLA to be a favorite in this game, so for that reason, I I'm gonna be on LSU minus three. I wouldn't expect them to be a favorite. It's moved down a point so far. I like UCLA because I think that they are very solid, and I there is no way that they unlock their they unleash their full playbook against Hawaii. So LSU, first of all, UCLA has a game under their belt, so they film on, but. They probably didn't really run all the plays that LSU is going to see this weekend. I wouldn't think that Chip I mean, Kelly's all, that's – I mean, all UCLA had to run against Hawaii was halfback dives. I mean, yeah. they were running for 15 yards a carry. Yeah, so – and Chip Kelly's not – not Chip Kelly could outcoach Coach O. I don't see why that couldn't happen. So I'm going to go UCLA plus three. That's going to be my third lock of the weekend, lock of the Saturday. All right, so I have three locks in. John has three locks in. Chad, I think you have two. Yep. And uh, we'll go roulette style here. We'll we'll send it to Chad first for your third lock of the week. All right, third lock of the week. I'll keep it brief because the Wi-Fi is dog shit. Give me Florida State plus seven and a half at home against Notre Dame. Wow. And Chad has added a Sunday matinee to his lock of the week. That's a Sunday game? Monday. Potential money line sprinkle. Wow. I love Florida State plus seven and a half, I will say. I will are the Seminoles going to be back this year? Are they going to have a winning record? Uh, they, uh, even though they're bad, they've still been getting some pretty quality recruits. I think this is Mike Norville's third season there. Mackenzie Milton's their starting quarterback, right? Yes. I think they might sneak a winning record by us. Maybe eight wins, maybe eight and four. Something crazy. We need we need Florida State to be back as college football fans. We really do. It's better when they're there, when they're good. Do you want to go next, or you want me to go next? I'll send it to you. <clears throat> okay. I am eyeing this because I think that this team is going to be really, really, really good one, and also be a, a dark horse to sneak into the playoff, which would be the first of their kind. Cincinnati at home. 3.30 Saturday, they're going to absolutely murder Miami of Ohio. They're 22.5-point favorites. They should be – they're going to win by 30-plus. Uh, I have absolute confidence. Cincinnati is going to be an excellent team this year. Uh, they do play two huge non-conference games against Indiana and Notre Dame, and I think both are on the road. If they win both of those games and run the table in their conference, that's going to be a debate. Okay. So I was looking at a couple games here for my fourth lock. The first game that caught my eye was San Diego State laying 31 points against New Mexico State. New Mexico State, probably the worst team in all of college football. I mean, they got smoked by UTEP. Too many points for me to, to make it a lock. So I'll be going to a 7:30 game. I'll be going back to the well. Illinois Illini minus five and a half at home against. University of Texas, San Antonio. 
I'm kind of freaked out that it's only five and a half, but I'll take yeah. Illinois five and a half. Wow, that's a really low spread. I don't know why. And Chad, round us out here. Two Chad is going to try. Give me Fresno try. State plus 21 against Oregon. Similar to what we talked about for UCLA, LSU. Fresno State has a game under their belt. Oregon's looking ahead to week two in Columbus. Give me Fresno State plus 21. I like that for the look ahead aspect, for sure. All right. Okay. I- I think that'll do it unless you guys want to touch on any of the other side. Especially, Chad, because Oregon is going to receive Ohio State film because Ohio State plays on Thursday night. They'll have that before their game. Good point. Great point. Fresno also looked exceptional, against, as I said, against a really – but a really bad UConn team. I mean, a really <laughs> yeah, bad UConn really team. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> UConn is – Do they play this week? Uh, I don't see them on here. I hope that, that is a that is a potential team to just fade weekly, just an auto weekly fade yeah, against UConn. They don't play this week. That's got to be a program in in jeopardy of getting shut down soon. You when I look at UConn, like I I probably will fade them literally every week. And the weeks that they actually cover, the following week it's going to be like a two unit play. I'm just going to increase it in, incrementally <laughs> if I need to, because there's no way that they cover more than they don't. <laughs> All right. And since there are so many games, so I'll go to one apiece here. What game that we didn't mention are you most excited to watch? This is easy for me. South Carolina. It's not, not for the fact of any other reason than I'm just excited to see the boys out there. New coaching staff, a lot of excitement. Starting a graduate assistant, a quarterback here, uh, Zeb Noland. Talk of the day. People I haven't, talked to in years sending me this shit like <laughs> like i didn't see it like i didn't know that this guy was practicing with the ones for the last we'll be fine it's against fcs eastern illinois they were one and 11 last year i think they played last week too i mean we're gonna kill them they're the cocks are 42 point favorites it's got to be the biggest spread in the last five years that we've had Dude, BC's I, I, 50 and a half point favorites over Colgate this weekend. I mean, Chad could be quarterback for the Cox. I think we'd still win by at least 30 plus. So, yeah. Our, our, I, I'm, I can't I'm really, wait to check in with John next week when South Carolina ekes out like a seven point win here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that would be so bad. But I'm, I'm very excited to watch. The, the thing that I'm like, our running back room is so good. Our running backs are genuinely, I would argue, the best in the conference. Um, up there at Alabama, Georgia level. Kevin Harris, look at the numbers and look at the film. Kevin Harris and Marshawn Lloyd. Yeah, you can do all that eye motion you want, but come back to me at the end of the year when both these guys are just absolute monsters. I can't wait. Game I'm most excited for is obviously our Thursday night extra yeah, but then yeah. I don't have to give throwback to 2013 and 2014 when they played. No idea if you can hear this, but fuck it. What was the game? Other game. Uh, my game Thursday night extravaganza. And what was your other game? This guy doesn't listen to the prompt. I said a no, game he doesn't we listen didn't at talk all. about. <laughs> oh, oh, a game we didn't talk about. I'll take it while you go. Poor Wi-Fi and just not non-listener. For me, 
the game I'm most excited about from a betting angle that we didn't talk about is Nevada taking on California at 1030. I think Nevada covers and wins this one outright. So I'll be excited to see that. I'm pretty high on the Wolf Pack this year. I'm really intrigued by the LSU-UCLA game too, but we did talk about that already. Now, mine mine wasn't from a betting angle. I'm not betting on the Gamecocks game. Yeah, no, that's way too many points. I'm not betting on that. But, no, I'm just excited to watch them. I hope we fucking, you know, put up a shit ton of points. Defense needs, defense needs to look strong. I'm most excited for UC, USC San Jose State. Excited to see Keydown saw display. Nothing to do with betting, but. San Jose State was pretty good last year. I believe they played last week, too, didn't they? We won on them. They blew someone yeah. out. Yeah. Southern Utah. Yeah. What else? Last calls. Anything on your minds? Just, I'm excited. Flying to Austin Thursday night. Excited to meet up with the college roommates for a long Labor Day weekend. So fucking amped that we have a full week one slate coming up on Saturday oh. at there's gonna, it's gonna be like Christmas waking up Saturday morning, opening up the action app, opening up the book, and just seeing way too many lines and not really knowing what to do with them. Chad, what's what you got? Connor drafted Will Fuller. Um, did I did do draft that. Will Fuller. Yes. I got nothing. Go box. Everyone have a good weekend. Stay safe. I will say this, different sport, the tour championships this week, top 30 golfers, FedEx Cup standings, coming off a really exciting Patrick Cantlay playoff win over Bryson DeChambeau. Um, We'll get a playoff there. Chad's tired. He just yawned heinously loud into the microphone. This guy has been in a fucking, you know what my last call is? Chad has been a fucking disaster tonight. From the Wi-Fi to the lies, the Purdue comment earlier, the yawning just microphone like it's nobody's business the guy is an absolute mess an absolute mess Purdue good lord Chad have you been just do you need some sleep do you need to get some sleep you been on the sticks too long what's going on you look tired no sticks two days for me uh, yeah I won't it'll, we're gonna make it three there's no way tonight um but Anyway, everyone enjoy your long Labor Day weekends. Kick back, college football, do your things, and sail off into the sunset with AJ's luscious flow. Group play on Purdue minus seven against Oregon State. Believe that. Thank you for listening. Productions by AJ Bradbury.